This is Cop Talk, talking crime, cases, and backing the blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cop Talk. My name is Kevin Schroeder, retired NYPD detective. I'm here with my co-host, retired Captain Ed Mamet. Say hello, Ed. Hello, everybody. Glad to be on the show with Kevin and our guest. Thanks, Ed. Today's guest is the president of the NYPD Emerald Society, Detective Brian Flynn. Welcome, Brian. Welcome. How are you guys, Kevin? Ed? Great. Great. I know it's a busy month for you, March. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, March, March Madness, as we call it. Yeah. It's parade yes, season. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself before we get into the history of the Emerald Society? I'm 40 years old. I came on the NYPD in 2007, and I followed in the footsteps of my father, who was a retired detective of 31 years. He retired out of Brooklyn South Special Victims. In 2007, when I came out of the police academy, I ended up in the 7-0 precinct in Flatbush. In 2014, I was transferred and picked up the 6-6 detective squad. And then I was ultimately sent to the 6-0 detective squad the summer of 2014. And just last month, I was currently just reassigned to Brooklyn South Homicide Squad. So mostly Brooklyn? Yes, all Brooklyn yeah. South. And the Captain, did you work in Brooklyn? Yes, most of my detective career was in Brooklyn. I'm very familiar with the places you work because I worked some of them myself as a detective and as a sergeant and, trying, and as a lieutenant. Okay. Yeah, I was a sergeant in the 6-0 priest, 6-0 squad. Okay. So I don't know nothing about Brooklyn. I'm a Manhattan cop. But with that said... Oh, yeah, I had a lieutenant in the 7-0 squad. I forgot. I had the 7-0 squad, too. <laughs> Before your time. I followed your first 1971. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 1971. Maybe I knew your father. So, Brian, <laughs> tell me, how was the Emerald Society formed? So the Emerald Society was formed back in March 16th, 1953. This March 16th will actually be our 70th anniversary. It was formed by a small group of police women, actually. Doris Burke, Lillian Riley, Mary Patterson, and Eileen Romanchek. They were the women that set everything together. And we formed a society. And then there became presidents and with the bylaws and stuff like that. Now, what about the pipe and drum band? Is that a separate entity or are you uh, guys, how does that work? Yes, the... The pipe and drum band is part of the Emerald Society. Every bagpiper and drummer must be a member of the NYP Emerald Society to play in the band. They formed in 1960, so just seven years after us. We work together along with the Gaelic football team, who also has to be members of the Emerald Society to be a part of that organization as well. Now, how many active members do you have currently with the Emerald Society? Police Department. Currently, it's approximately about 3,000 members. Active? Active and retired. Oh, a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. We do have a lot of retirees that stick with us. As I recall, the leader of the Emerald Society band was a Dunbar Finn. Do you remember him? I don't He's remember him. He's a real him, but big I, guy. I do know his five. name. I do know his Finbar Divine. Finbar. Finbar Divine. Finbar Divine. That was the guy. Right. He was a yeah, real, real big guy. He was about 6'4", huge. And he had that job for years. He would lead the parade, and he was legendary. Yes, yeah. he was a legendary 
He was known as like the New York Irish cop. Yeah, right. So now you have a yeah. uh, uh, obviously you have the big St. Patrick's Day in New York City coming up, the parade. Yes. So tell me the preparation as far as your involvement with the parade, you know, set up the parade and also the after party, I believe, at the pier that you have each year on the west side. Yes. So there's a lot that goes into it. Right now, we have currently about 40 board members that help me out organizing everything between ordering food and getting permits and licenses and everything for the pier. The 16th, we actually set up, takes us about seven or eight hours to set up the pier so that on the 17th, we don't have to set anything up. The 17th, our day starts about six o'clock in the morning, picking up bagels so that the pipe band can get fed and our board can get fed before we go over to the parade, which we are at the parade route probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. I think we step off about 11 o'clock off of, onto Fifth Avenue. We march all the way up Fifth Avenue and then get back on buses to get back to the pier on West the West Side Highway and 50th Street, where we have to change out of uniform and back into suits so that we can host the party, which... We host members from the NYPD, Jersey, all the local police departments, including Chicago, San Francisco, cops that come over from Ireland. There's usually about 40 or 50 of them that come over from Ireland, from the Scottish of Chicago. So you get cops from all over, all over the world, basically. You get yes. To the right. Yes. Right. And our party usually goes from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock at night. Okay. All right. Captain? What can you tell us about the history of the Irish and the PD? Because it's not only New York, but the Irish took over policing in most of the big cities like Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles. So the Irish really are known for being cops. It's you know traditional, but I think the history is quite interesting, and I'd like to hear your your take on it. Well, the, the history of Irish cops is back in history is when they couldn't find jobs and, and they weren't allowed to have certain jobs, they kind of went with their families and became into law enforcement. And, uh, and generation after generation, they, they followed down the family line like I did in my family. I did research. When I wrote, I wrote a thesis about 30 years ago, and it wasn't about the Irish. It was about the detective bureau, the, you know, the formation of the New York City Police Department detective organization. But as part of my research, I came across many references to the Irish in the department. And what I found was most interesting is that when they came here after the potato famine, there was a mayor, a Tammany Hall mayor, his name was Fernando Wood, who was very pro-immigration. And he appointed a police chief named George Matzell. Now, Matzell's origin were English. His parents were from England, but he was born here. And he supported the mayor's policy of hiring immigrants. So he went out and he recruited the Irish, much to the disdain of the ruling class in the city, other than the mayor, which were the Protestants, who were very much against what he was doing. And they accused Matzell of being Irish, and he denied it. He says, no, my family was England, English. And the city fathers went so far as to send a delegation to England to determine if he was actually of English origin, which he was. So a lot of people don't know that, but the Irish cops got great support from a Protestant against the will of the Protestant majority in the city. And not only that, a lot of it had to do with the Sunday blue laws because the Protestants were very much against, you know, the alcoholic sales of liquor on Sunday. And the Irish immigrants 
They didn't have a problem with it because they just brought their customs over from Ireland. So another fact that played into the was that they felt that the Irish could deal with their fellow Irishmen much better than the other Protestants. So the history is, is quite interesting. But Metzell's story, I got a kick out of because they, they actually accused him of being Irish in disguise, which he wasn't. <laughs> That's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was not, you know, not just New York, but it was all over the country. Wow. A lot of people didn't want the job and, and the Irish were available. You know, they needed the work, so they took it. And then they established a link to the police work that generations old, father and son and grandson, like Kevin. Mm -hmm. Kevin, right? Yeah. There's three generations, yes, yes, correct? Yes, four generations. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my, yeah. I'm there my son's fourth generation. Yes, absolutely. You know, so do you have to be Irish to join the Emerald Society or basically, you know? No, we accept everybody now. Back in the day, I believe it was, but we accept anybody, anybody that wants to be in part of the Emerald Society. We have associated members, we have active members and retired members. Oh, okay. Oh, you have associates as well? Yeah, so you don't have to be actually on the police department to join. You could be a family member of, of a member of anything like that, and we do that. Oh, okay. Now, tell me a little bit about the pier. So, what's going on at the pier this year? The pier, we have the band of rogues that, that usually plays. It's our usual house band. They're a great Irish singing band and then we have the pipe band that does an annual every st patrick's day towards the end of the party they'll march down the middle of the pier in, into the crowd and they play a few sets and then they march out and then we end up the pier will be coming to an end about four or five o'clock gotcha is it easy to get everybody i mean how many people do you have actually and then is it easy to uh, get everyone out on time there's there's a lot of people at the pier i would say probably close to two thousand Wow. Come to the party. It takes some time to get them off, but everybody listens and then they walk out, they have a good time, and then they go out to Manhattan and enjoy the rest of the night and go bar hopping. It's a luncheon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you guys get to go home. <laughs> yeah, eventually, about 11 o'clock at night after cleaning up. <laughs> oh, oh, you actually do the cleaning up. Yeah, we have to break everything down, clean everything up before we can leave. Right. Now, you rent the pier, I guess, for the day? or Yeah, we, re we rent the pier for the day. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. In regards to the membership, so is there delegates in each precinct? Like, how do you know how do the cops out there join? Is pretty much the delegates still sell the you know yes. for the membership? Yeah, you can apply for the membership online through our website nypdemeraldsociety.com, or you can see a delegate in every. We should have a delegate in every single precinct, which is overseen by our vice presidents of the boroughs which you get the membership cards. The day of St. Patrick's Day, we do not sell membership cards so that it's a little less hectic for us. So we mostly people for the next week, I'll be getting phone calls from six o'clock in the morning to midnight looking for cards so they can get on the pier, which is always interesting driving up to the Bronx to give people membership cards, but we know how much it means to them. But most of our membership is raised basically we raise money to provide our members children's for scholarship funds after they take tests and stuff. Brian, when did you come on the board? I came on the board probably about 2014. I was a delegate. I was a delegate for the Seminole precinct in 2009. I got on to the executive board in 2018. How many folks on the uh, executive board? The executive board, there's four. There's the president, the vice president, the financial treasurer, and the treasurer. The treasurer. Was it a two-year term? Two-year term. 
every two years in October, we'll have nominations. And then in November, we have elections. And then the new term would start January 1st of that following year. Oh, so you have a nom- you're nominated then? Yeah, you get nom- you're nominated in elections. Okay. So you could be not in the top four and still become the president? Yes. If you want to run for it, you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right. too Good many luck, people. Right? Not, not exactly. too many people want this job. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, believe me, I know. No, I hear you. I hear you. What other events do you have coming up besides the big one, St. Patty's Day? We also have on March 18th, we have the Yonkers Parade on okay. McLean Avenue. The 25th, we have the Bayside Parade out in Bayside, Queens. March 26th, we have mm-hmm. the Bay Ridge Parade is, is one of our final parades, March 26th. We just did... Last weekend on the 5th, we did the Staten Island. We had a party out in Staten Island. We usually march in that parade. Okay, gotcha. We had the commissioner of Yonkers PD on. He'll be on some, you know, his show will be released soon. We taped with him a couple weeks ago, and he's the commissioner of Yonkers PD, Christopher Sapienza. Did you ever meet him? I never met him. He's not Irish. (laughs) I know, but uh, he's a good man. He was on our show. And they're busy up there as well, up in Yonkers. Oh, yeah. You know, for oh, sure, for sure. One's, one side of the street's Yonkers, the other's is Bronx, right? Exactly, exactly. I always <laughs> thought Bronx, Yonkers was the Bronx. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do I know? Captain? Yeah, I think, Brian, it should be pointed out that the society is not a religious society, really. It's an ethnic society, correct? So you would yeah. take in anybody who's yeah. of Irish origin, regardless of their religion. Oh, yeah. Correct? I mean, you don't have to be a Catholic to be a member of the Yellow Society because there are Irish people who are not Catholics. You have Protestants, you have other groups, you have Jews who are Irish. Yes, yes no, you, you're correct. I mean, we don't ever ask religion, but I mean, most of it is a Catholic-run organization. We do have a priest on our board, who Father Gormley from St. Clair's. There are a lot of ethnic societies in the PD, as you know, you know, but religion isn't an issue. There are religious societies and then there are the ethnic societies. So you could you could be of any religion if your ethnicity is the same as the group you belong to. So let's say a Protestant who has Irish background could be part of your organization. He may not yes. he may not tell everybody he's a Protestant, but he, he can still be part of the organization. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, yes. Ron, no, you are. You are correct. Are you a member of any other organizations with the police department besides the Emerald? I'm actually a member of the Honor Legion which is the Honor Legion is a fraternal organization where you have to have a uh, accommodation or better as a medal okay. to join that one. How about the Holy Name too? Holy Name, I am, a, I am a member of the Holy Name Society. I try to tell everybody to be members of all the societies. Right. You know, exactly. if you can, we all wear the same uniform and we're all the same yeah. family. And we all try to keep each other afloat and help exactly. each other out. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you actually, I know, like we spoke before, the pipe band does do other cities and states. Yes. You know, do you go do any other parades besides New York as far as the membership? We do not. We try to stay local because there's so many parades in New York. We try to represent every single yeah. borough for all the members. So like the Savannah one, I always heard about and I would love to go and maybe one day I'll be able to go. Yeah. But for now, we stay local just to make sure that all of our Boroughs are covered for their local parades. I know 1990, we carried your banner out in Chicago. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> you know? and Chicago guys are great out there. Chicago, Savannah's great. Boston's great. All these yeah. cities, I know back in the 90s, we used to go out there with the Emerald Society membership. 
and whether the band was there or not, we were there. <laughs> yeah, we and we had we, a blast. Yeah, we do stay local because there's so many. Back then, I don't think there right. was so many parades. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You it had the one. Yeah. You had the one Manhattan parade, and then the yeah, borough yeah, parades yeah. really weren't that big. Maybe you had Staten Island back then, but that was about it. You know. Yeah. 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 Captain. Do you find that the size of the organization has gotten much smaller like the others have? For example, I'm a member of the Shamrim Society. I've been a member since 1959. And when I came on, there was about 2,000 Jewish cops, believe it or not. Many of them were, you know, they came on during the Depression when jobs were hard to get and after the wars. And then with the, the society's down now to maybe a couple of hundred. So over the years, the size of these groups have gotten much smaller. Has that happened to the Emerald Society? It has gotten smaller, and I believe it's because of the diversity in the department. The department is so diverse now, it's not, there's no majority of a certain ethnicity on the police department to make one stronger than the other. It's, it's very diverse. So the Hispanic Society is very well doing, the Desi Society, the African American Society, the Goddess Society. Everybody has their own societies now that it has separated. And the members on the job, it's, we were saying earlier, back in the days, it was majority Irish and which we don't see that now, but we still do have a strong following. It turns out from what I see that, that people are not, these younger cops are not that interested in joining these societies anymore. That's why we uh, have that, the same problem with Chamram. You know, the, that trying. is true. That is very true that you don't see the younger cops being active in fraternals as much as they used to, because it used to be a very social event to go out once a month and, and to go hang out with the guys. But they work so much now that they don't want to be with you on, on their day off. <laughs> well, the overtime is crazy, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yes. You know, it's like everyone's just a transit cop now. <laughs> transit well, overtime. yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Amongst yeah. other things. Amongst yeah. other things, you know? Yes. Uh, Brian, besides the Emil Society, besides the Holy Name Society, any other police department organizations, attorneys that march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade? The pipe band marches and then the regular band marches, the PBA will march. The fraternals really don't march too much in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. They all pretty much fall under our banner and, and march with us together. And how about Goal? Do they march with you guys too? Goal does march, and they did march, I believe. You still call Goal Gay Officer yeah. Association League? Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm not exactly sure where they are to that fact, but they they are allowed to march. Oh, okay, good. So they're allowed to march now. All right. Okay. Yes. Great. Do you know when the very first parade began? The I don't. Very, the very first St. Patrick's Day. This is the yeah. two. I want to say this is the 253rd St. Patrick's Day parade. And it's always led by... It's a long time. Oh, yes. It's a very long time ago. Are you um, on the job, Captain? I thought you were on the job for the first parade. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a couple of years later. I was on the job for yeah. the 10th one. You know, there was a time There was a time when they actually had a police department parade. If you look in the history of the PD, back around in the late 19th century, they had a, a police department parade. It was unbelievable. And that, that stopped. A lot of things changed. Yeah, but uh, history is very interesting. It, it, again, it was predominantly they, Irish. It, it, yeah, ahead, I believe sorry. the parade started yeah. in seven seventeen seventeen sixty two ish. I want to say, amazing. 
Yeah. Are you sure about that date? Because the Irish didn't get here until the 18, 1845, I think. The potato famine was in the 1840s, right? Yes, but the original parade was the, uh, it was 1762 that the parade, uh, maybe, yeah. I got to check that. No, no, you're right. There were Irish here because the Marine Corps was formed by Irishmen, believe it or not, in a bar in, uh, where was it again? During the Revolutionary War. It was mostly Irish. Yeah, it was an Irish it, bar in Wilson, yeah. Philadelphia, in Philadelphia. It was an Irish bar, and that's where the Marine Corps was formed. So there was an Irish presence back then. Yeah. But not as much as after the potato famine. You know, Brian, oh, yeah. uh, Brian, back in like the late 80s, they used to have the after parties, not the pier. It was at the Coliseum, New York Coliseum, Columbus Circle. Yes. And back then, you could march in uniform and go to the Straight Coliseum to the party? Uniform, right I to wish. the party. Right <laughs> to the party. And after a few other things, they're not stopped, of course. And now everyone marches, changes their clothes, and, you know, and then right into civvies and then enjoy the rest of the night. No one knows yeah. it's all good, you know? No, yeah, that's... it's amazing how times have changed, right? Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, you don't see yeah. that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, you just, you just, just want, unfortunately, you just want to march and get the bag off, basically, you know? It's, yeah. uh, which is sad but true, you know? But it's... I just want to thank you, Brian, for coming on Cop Talk. And we look forward to seeing you on St. Patrick's Day. And look forward to seeing all our other members of service throughout the country and world, actually, attending your event at the pier. So but once again, thanks, Brian, and happy St. Patrick's Day. And stay safe and healthy, Captain. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure speaking with you. And I'll bet you didn't know that corned beef and cabbage is not an Irish dish in New York. It's <laughs> Jewish, isn't it? It's Jewish, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. No, because what happened when the Irish came here, they were eating pork, and it was very, very expensive. So when they saw that the Jews were uh, eating beef, they were creating corned beef, which was cheaper. Mm. So they substituted the corned beef for the pork, and they added it to the cabbage. So it really was a Jewish dish. Wow. A lot of people it don't was. know that. Wow. But that yeah, was strictly yes. New York. There you go. There you New go. York yeah. and the other cities. Yeah. They just couldn't, yeah. afford, they couldn't afford the traditional meat that they were using. Detective yeah. Brian Flynn. Detective Brian Flynn. Things in New York history. Detective Brian Flynn, president of the MSI, New York City Police Department. Thank you. Thank you for being on Cop Talk. Thank you guys you very soon. much. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, Day. Brian.